Welcome to A Matter of Principles, a podcast from the Association of Washington School Principals. The recording you are about to hear is a keynote from our Women in Education Leading and Learning Summit held on November 6th and 7th, 2019. Our speaker, Dr. Phyllis Donato, is a leadership development strategist for the Flippin' Group. Growing up as the oldest of five children in a small town in rural Arkansas, Phyllis understood early on in life the principle of service. As an education consultant, Phyllis provides school districts with professional development training in improving instructional practices and curriculum alignment. Hope you enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in participating in our next Well Summit, visit awsp.org. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How you feeling? Good, good. Hasn't it been awesome? Oh my goodness. It is my extreme honor, guys, to to just be here with you today, not just to, to share with you, but to glean with you. I've learned so much. And one of the coolest things about this is that the organizers had a heart to realize that, you know what, as sisters, we need to be connected. We need a forum where we can come together and speak into one another and fill each other's buckets. So guys, just help me thank the organizers for putting on such, a, such an event. And guys, I thank them and I also thank you. Thank you for being here and willing to, to learn and become better. Uh, many of you are here celebrating personal and professional accomplishments along life's journey. But here's what I know to be true, that the journey to getting here hasn't always been easy. Many of you are like me in the sense that, you know what? You've experienced struggles, rejection, uh, maybe even loneliness. Maybe you've experienced it or you are in the current moment of experiencing that. Some of you may be like me in that instance, and you know what? There are some relationships that need reconciling in my life. You know, and I'm working on that. There are some that have been reconciled. Some of you may be dealing with rejection right now that's really up close and personal from the people that are closest to you. You're dealing with all of that, but you still made it. You persevere day in, day out, you show up, and by golly, as women, you know what we do? We get it done, don't we? (laughs) We get it done. So thank you for that. I got to tell you, Angela, when you put on that that Superwoman song, I mean, how many of you heard the Superwoman song? Yes. Even when I'm in a mess, I still have that S on my chest, and here's what I know to be true. Some of us in this room right now, we've just come out of a mess, we're getting ready to go through a mess, or we're smack dab in a mess. (laughs) And we still have that S on our chest. So thank you guys for being here because that's really what women do. And so I thought about the woman, all right? The woman, W. Guys, we're witty, you know? Oh, optimistic. Even in the darkest moments, you know, we can look for that little shimmer of light, have some optimism. M, quite honestly, I think what we do as women is magical. 
Because <laughs> think about all the things that you have to deal with and do in the run of uh, a day. All the insane things, all the moving parts, and you still make it happen. And you make it look good with your magic dust. We are. We're magical. A, we're admired for an inner strength that's so big and so bright that others look to us and they admire our fortitude, our compassion, our genuine heart for one another. And in, that's why we're necessary. And that's why it's necessary that we have a table, a seat at the table when it comes to leadership and making those important decisions. How many of you believe that? Give it up for yourself if you believe that. Yeah. All right, real briefly, uh, I'm a leadership development with the uh, flipping group. And so what that means is, I get to go around and work with school districts and campuses across the country implementing our process that Chris just described. And I gotta tell you, it is one of the most rewarding things that I get to do. I brought my phone up here because I wanted to share with you why it's rewarding. I get text messages and emails and phone calls from leaders all across the country. Here's one I received a couple of weeks ago that a principal sent to her staff and decided, you know what, I wanna share it with my district leaders. This is amazing. We have a total of 30 referrals for October, but 16 of those are bus referrals. Our school campus referrals for the month is only 14. Crazy good, all caps. Last year for the month of October, we had 82 total referrals. Total referrals from August to October last year was 231. Total referrals from August to October this year, insert fireworks and uh, backflips, 64. Hats off to everyone for capturing hearts. Yeah, snap it up for that school, right? Snap it up for that school. Or my principal, uh, John Campbell, further down south Louisiana than I am, he calls me Monday and he's really excited. Phyllis, Phyllis, and I'm like, what is going on, John? I gotta tell you what's happening, what's happening? Do you know? It's like, no, I don't know. He's animated, you gotta know him, you gotta love him. He says, my teachers are happy. <laughs> They're smiling at kids, and kids are smiling back. <laughs> my discipline referrals, they're down. He says, I don't know what's happening, but it is good. Then let me tell you what he said that just really, you know what, made my heart smile so big. He says, last week, we had our first ever trunk or treat. I said, okay, you know, heard of that. He says, no, I had 2,000 people in my school building for trunk or treat because we made it a community event. I quickly said, John, you did have the Title I sheets out, right? Y'all in Title I, you know what I mean, right? You, you had the sheets for parent night. He said it was crazy, it was unreal. Kids that don't attend my school, the whole, he made it a community event. Kids that don't get to attend my school were saying, I wanna be at this school. And I even had a parent or two say, what do I need to do to transfer in? So yeah, hopeologist, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, so let's have a conversation real quick. I am mindful of, of the time, and so we've got 320. All right? You guys put your seatbelts on. <laughs> All right, so let's have a question. Uh, let's discuss a question. Here's a question. What makes it hard to lead as a woman? 
Think about that. What makes it hard to lead as a woman? And I know we've had the, had the conversation that sometimes it can feel like it's a boys club, right? I get that. But there are some other things that can also, I believe, make it hard to lead as a woman. Um, I think sometimes it's rejection and criticism. Uh, I think it's those two things that we experience honestly, sometimes at the hands of other women that make it hard to lead. And, and why is that? Why is that as women, sometimes it seems that we can be so quick to find the fault or see the negative in something versus celebrating our efforts and our growth along the way. You know, constant criticism and rejection can cause you to question and doubt your worth and your ability. It can, can cause fear. It can cause you, quite honestly, to shy away from others, and it can cause you to spend the rest of your life trying to prove to people that you're good enough. When the truth of the matter is, my sisters, you are good enough from the start. You're good enough from the start. But let me be quick to say that being connected, being supported, and in being invested in, that makes us better. And that's the power of meaningful relationships. And the well woman knows that. So let's talk about the well-defined woman. The well-defined woman understands that leadership is about service and that leadership is a behavior that influences others and drives outcomes. How am I serving others? What behaviors am I intentionally modeling and displaying that are having a positive influence on those around me so that they feel tended to and are able to serve from a better place. Here's what great leaders believe. If it's not about others, then it's broken. If it's not about others, then it's broken. So who is it about? Who are we serving? One of the things I love about what has happened here today is there has been this constant thread, this theme going throughout this entire conference, because here's who we're serving. Guys, that's my family. First and foremost, I'm serving them. I want to be better for these guys right here. You see that good-looking 6'5 guy over there with his arms wrapped around me? That is my gift. Yes, I call my husband my gift, because really what he represents is all the bad stuff that has happened to me in my life wrapped up in a special little box with a bow just for me. And when I think of him as my gift, guess what? It informs my behavior towards my gift. I'm mindful of how I treat him. That other gorgeous young man you see on the other side there, that's my baby boy. That's my Ron. Ron is 26 years old now. And I love those pictures, guys. But behind those pictures, there's a lot of mess. It's a lot, a lot of mess to get to, to that point. Because there was some work that really and truly I needed to do with myself so that I could serve others better. I want to be better for them. I also want to be better for these folks. Guys, that's my team. That's my team. There's not a person on my team that I don't believe and know full well in my whole heart that does not have my back. Now, how cool is that to work in a place 
and you know they have your back. And I'm not talking backstabbing. <laughs> They're there for if I lean to hold me up. I want to be better for them. So if they are going to be there for me in that way, by golly, I want to be better so that I can serve them, so that I can serve them well, all right? So let's talk, because we can either be a boss or a leader. A boss has the title. A leader has the people, all right? So how well do you know your people? That's my first question. How can I serve my people well if I don't really know my people? And this is a little activity that I challenge you to do, all right? This is just a roster. Take your staff roster or your team roster, get four highlighters, and go through and highlight who you know and how you know them. We're looking at building relational capacity here because you guys know that if we know each other, we're probably more likely to want to be able to work together, right? Kind of hard to want to work with somebody that I don't know at all. So take a look. Pink, you just go through, highlight, because it's, who is that? If there's somebody on your team, like, who is that? I'm like, ouch. And I know we're busy, and I know our campuses are wide and, you know, spread wide, but hey, who is that? I don't know that person. Blue. Hmm, I know the name. I know the face, but I've never even spoken to them. Okay, could there be, that might be the situation for some of us. I know their name, I know their face, but I've never had a conversation with them. And they're on my team. Yellow, I know the name, I know the face, and we've exchanged pleasantries. But that's the depth to that. And then the last color, green, I know them well, and I can tell you personal things about them. It's my hope that we all move closer to the yellow and green. So wherever you are when you go through that activity, my challenge to you is if it's a highlighter color below, then who is it that sings that song, Level Up? Who's, Sierra, let's level up. Let's move up. <laughs> let's, let's move up in our relationships, all right? And so the well-defined woman knows this, that she's relational, she's intentional, She's transformational, and she's brave. Let's talk about those points really quick, all right? Let's look at relational. As leaders, we are to be caring and relational. We all want relational leaders, all right? And I think it was Susan earlier this morning that talked about how do you get it? How do you get it out? I can't remember how well her wording exactly. She, she, she articulated it so well, but how do you get that that's in them out? Here's an easy way to start with being relational, all right? And there are three A's when it comes to being relational. One, acknowledge. Two, show appreciation. Three, give affirmations. Three, give affirmations. I guess I'm going to four, all right? So let's look. When we look at the three A's, acknowledge, guys, there's no greater commodity than giving someone your full attention, all right? Do you know that in order for a resort to be a five diamond resort, you as the clerk have to say the person's name three times upon checking in? Good afternoon, Pam, how are you today? Thanks so much for visiting with us, Miss Pam. Now your room is here, da 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 da. Hey, Miss Pam, if you need anything, please let us know. Yeah. 
Guys, how often are we saying our kids' names? Preferably in a positive manner. <laughs> how often are we doing that? How often are we saying one another's name, all right? There's power in acknowledgement. One of the things that it pains me to do is when I'm on a campus coaching, and I know, guys, as educators, we are good people, we have the heart, but we are some busy people. We're so busy sometimes that we miss the people around us, you know? We may not be able to stop and have a 15-minute conversation, but can't we just, hey, look at each other, make eye contact, and acknowledge that I saw you? Appreciation. You guys know this to be true. A simple thank you goes a long way. What am I thanking them for? They're supposed to get to class on time. They're supposed to do their job. So why do I need to thank them? Yeah. But it's a relational behavior, and it goes a long way. Hey, thank you for being here on time today. I appreciate that. Thanks for the job you did the other day. That really helped a, helped a lot. Just little things. It's little things, guys. And then affirmation, all right? I got to tell you a funny story before we dig too deep into affirmations. There's power in affirmation, but as a, as a new leader starting out, um, I kind of miss that. All right, um, my education career started in Louisiana as a teacher and as an administrator, and then at the collegiate level and so forth. But here's this funny story. I decided that when I was gonna apply, you know, for the assistant principal's role, I made up my mind, that's what I was gonna do, right? And y'all know how they make the pools, right? You gotta, get, you gotta make the pool. And how do you make the pool? You gotta do what? You gotta take some type of test, some type of survey, because they take the result from that and then they pop you in the applicant pool, right? Where there was a question on one of those surveys, all right? And here's what it said. I praise my staff, one, all the time, two, sometimes. I just remember what I chose, the last one. I praise them when they deserve it. Needless to say, I did not make the applicant pool. <laughs> I did. Not the first time anyway, all right? And here's the deal. My thing was like, why am I gonna go around praising people for what it is that they know that they're supposed to do? But affirmation, <laughs> the ability to give and receive affirmations, well, that's a leadership skill, all right? When we affirm someone, it makes a behavior solid. So if there's a behavior that we wanna see become solid, we should be affirming that, all right? Now, there are some rules when it comes to, to affirmations, all right? So when it comes to affirmations, if you think it, say it. But remember, I'm talking about what? Affirmations. Because you do know some stuff that we think? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then I'm gonna tell you, the more genuine you can be with your affirmation, the better. And what makes an affirmation more genuine? It's the specificity. How specific can you be with it? And the more you know me, the more specific you can be in affirming me, all right? And so, acknowledge, appreciation, and affirmation. I think last night when I came in, you guys were practicing this activity. Uh, I came in and it was Mia, and Charlotte, yeah, 
doing the song on the phone, then y'all have to do something like that and text it and send to someone? Yeah. How cool was that? Let me ask you a question. How intentional are you as a leader about looking for opportunities to give affirmations? Do I have my lenses focused to where I can see the shiny and give out affirmations? I heard a call, I think I was in Colorado somewhere finishing up a training and I heard a broadcaster say, you know what? When it comes to affirmations, um, I can't remember a time from childhood to adulthood that I can say, well, I just received way too many affirmations. <laughs> he said the opposite was true, that what he could remember was hearing what he couldn't do and how many times he didn't get it right. So affirmations, all right? The second one, intentional. Am I going fast enough? I'm keeping, all right. Intentional. As leaders, we must have a purpose and a plan. I've heard the word, what's our why? What's our why? Throughout the conference, Chris talked to us about what's our why. Guys, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Do you still remember? Has it gotten lost in all of that other stuff? I love the one word activity that we got a chance to do last night. What's your one word? How does it fit into your why? I'm gonna pause about a minute and a half and let you reflect on that. And what I'd like for you to do is to write your why down somewhere. Why? See if you can do it in 10 words or less. Why are you here? in education. Why are you doing this? Remember your why. Maybe it's time for us to, to, to revise it, but let me give you a minute and a half. I'd like for some of us that are, that are finished, I'd like for you to share your why with your sisters in here. What's your why? Who's willing to say, you know what? Here's my why. I remember my why and my why, it's all entangled in the word that I created last night. My why is to equip and inspire others to live transformational lives. It's my why and my word last night, inspire. Inspire. What's your why? Who's got a why? We all got a why. Who's willing to share that why? All right, let's come right on over here. I see your name. Thank you, Stacy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I've, I just wrote this, so my word was believe. So I said, I believe that I can influence and impact students' futures by believing in them and helping them see their worth and gifts. All right, y'all give it up for Stacy. Yes, believe. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Who else is going to share their why? Let me come to the back. Who's going to share their why back here? Who's going to share their why? All right, may I ask you to share your why, Kim? <laughs> Thank you. So opportunity. My why is to empower students and staff to better themselves and provide as many opportunities for growth. Uh, thank you, guys. Give it up right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, to be fair, you know we have to split the room, all right? So on this side of the room, who's willing to share your why? Why are you here? Why are you still hanging out right here in this profession. We've already established that it's not the money. <laughs> it's not the money. So I'm gonna stand right here. What's your name? Uh, Tammy. Tammy, can I ask you, please sure. share your why? 
Um, my word last night was gratitude um, because I'm grateful for the opportunity. And my why is really to serve and support others so that they can learn and grow and be their best selves, ensure those conditions and love them. Give it up right here. Thank you. All right, and I'm going to come back here to you. Audra? Thank you. Mine does not have anything to do with my word, if that's okay. Um, but if I was to pick a word, I would say a chance, because a high-quality education is something every child at least deserves the chance to have because it can never be taken away. Absolutely. Thank you. Never be taken away. Thank you. Give it up for Audra. Never be taken away. Guys, I challenge you to type up that why and put it on your desk or put it on the wall. Sometimes we have to remember our why when all that other stuff is going on. When we write it down, it makes it real for us, all right? It becomes real. Don't lose our why in all of the bureaucracy and all the other stuff that's going on. Because you know what? We don't just want to leave a legacy. Guys, we want to live one. And our why helps us to do just that. All right. You know, so often many of you probably can relate to this. You go to funerals and man, people are standing up saying all these wonderful things about the person now that they're gone. Always wonder, did they let that person know any of that? You know, live your legacy. Don't leave one, live it. All right. And then lastly, great leaders, the well-defined woman, is transformational. As leaders, we should inspire others. That should be our desire. You know, um, how can I inspire others if I'm not doing things for myself? If I have high aspiration, but low skill, y'all know what that makes me, that's the Texas part coming out. Y'all know what that makes me, right? <laughs> That makes me a dreamer. High aspiration, low skill. That makes me a dreamer. That's like me wanting to be a Victoria's Secrets model. You know, that's not happening. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And then what happens when we have high skill but low aspiration? That makes me a flatliner. That makes me a flatliner. And have you noticed sometimes, and it tends to happen, I've noticed a lot sometimes in education, I'm sure it may be in other professions as well, but have you noticed that the more skills we acquire, sometimes the aspiration lessens? We should be inspiring and encouraging one another, all right? That's what we should be doing. All right, let's see. Where do I want to go next? I'm jumping around for the sake of time, guys. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right, so let me ask you this. How many of you remember the game Rock, Paper, Scissors? How many of you remember that? All right, good deal, good deal. So um, because in just a second, when I say go, that's what I want you to do. We're going to play a game with all of us in here, all right? And so when I say go, I want you to grab a partner. You and your partner stand up, and you play rock, paper, scissors for the best out of three. All right? So it's one, two, three, shoot. All right? Do we remember the rules? What beats rock? 
paper, all right? What beats scissors and what beats rock? Wait a minute. What beats, what's the other one? What's beat paper? Yeah, what's beat paper? What beats paper? Scissors, all right. So you and your partner, you're going to play best out of three. But here's the deal. If you win, that's great. You're going to go and play the winner from the other pair. But if you do not win, you are not going to take a seat. You're going to follow your partner, cheering your partner on as she plays, <laughs> as she plays the other pair, all right? And that pattern is going to continue. We will keep going until we have two groups in this room. Your job, if you are not the winner, is to do what? Cheer and support your teammate. Are you ready? Go. All right, all right. <laughs> How cool is that? Let me ask you a question, guys. I mean, we had our champs, the championship round. But I want to ask you if you noticed what happened in all of that. What happened? Yeah, in all of that laughter and that excitement and that fun, there was something that happened in our group that started out small. But then it grew to this big thing. What was the small thing that you noticed at the beginning? You were playing a competition. Somebody won. And maybe it wasn't you. But did you have a moment to feel, woe is me? <laughs> you didn't have time for that because you were too busy doing what? Cheering your partner on, cheering your sister on. Guys, we need to be cheerleaders for one another. Are we going to fail? Yes. Expect it. As long as we fail forward, it's okay. Be there to support and inspire and encourage one another. All right? Well-defined women are transformational because you inspire other women. All right? Uh, and lastly, I know I said lastly before, but for real, lastly, almost. <laughs> I want us to take a look at this because if we're going to inspire others, I don't remember who has said it today, but it's been a theme. Guys, we got to empower other people, all right? We can't do it all by ourselves, but we have to be intentional in the way that we empower. And this is just a little quadrant real quick, guys. You don't have to do everything by yourself on your campus. I know sometimes you feel like that because you know what? If it's going to get done and going to be done right, we feel like what? I got to be the one to do that. And that may be true, but what are you doing to yourself? Burning yourself out. And then what about the capacity level of those that work with you? Are you building capacity within them? And I would say that it takes a little bit of bravery to do this, to be able to empower others to do things that I know my name is on the bottom line for. But I say when we do that, when we empower others, we should set them up for success. So, so often, sometimes without thinking, I don't believe at all in my heart that it's intentional, but sometimes we can set people up for failure. You know, quick story, uh, when I finally uh, was working with the campus that I was assigned to, uh, when I came to the flipping group, uh, I was a campus improvement specialist. This school was on the watch list, and so I was assigned to the campus, and needless to say, they did not see me as a campus improvement specialist. I was a crime scene investigator, okay? <laughs> 
that's how that's how they saw that's how they saw me and so um from the administration at the at the school level because here's this person the district has sent in and so in asking what do you need oh we need help with the duty schedule right i'm like okay i haven't been on this campus i don't really know uh the dynamics of that so i'm asking people asking around give me some insight help me work with this and so forth so here's Here's the, here's the duty schedule I presented to administration, and I, it looks on paper like it's gonna be a gonna be a hit, right? Everybody's like, okay, go ahead and try it, y'all. First day of dismissal was a hot mess, a hot jalapeno pickled mess, if I might add. And so we had to have a meeting. So we're talking about uh, the schedule and all the things that didn't go right. And the administrator, which happens was a woman, said, oh, I could have told you that wasn't gonna work. But here's the deal, you had the opportunity to tell me that that wasn't gonna work, you saw that. With like this little side smile. You know, that was a big failure. Oh, but I learned, okay, all right, I got you. Unfortunately, right now, we don't have capacity and I feel like I'm in this thing by myself, sink or swim, all right. But I know I can't do this by myself. But boy, I tightened that thing up so tight. This is gonna happen, this is gonna, the next day it went off like militant style, but hey, <laughs> that's not who I am. If there was an opportunity for another woman to help another woman experience some level of success, and I don't know if it was out of fear that that individual chose to withhold that information. But guys, when we have an opportunity to empower, make sure we're setting folks up to win, all right? And so if people can do something, let them do it. Stop doing everything, you don't have to do it. Now, if they, if they can't do it and they should be able to do it, then you gotta coach them, you gotta grow them, all right? And I love this, if they can do it, but they shouldn't, you know, there are some things that your staff members, they can do, but they shouldn't, got to look for clarity, explain the policy, the boundaries. Yes, thank you, but no thank you. And by golly, if they can't do it, they shouldn't do it. Don't let them do it. <laughs> if people aren't there, with, help them to grow to that capacity level. All right, so empowering requires us to be brave. And as leaders, we should be brave, all right? We should be willing <sighs> to step out on a limb and model these four ways for bravery. We've heard this, hear the truth, seek feedback. Um, ask people, how are you doing with things? And please do this for me, find yourself a truth teller. Scott, Mia, Charlotte, you guys are truth tellers. You speak truth to each other. And I love that. Guys, my husband is not my truth teller. Baby, how do these jeans look? Oh, they look good. No, they don't. I already know that. Oh, but you know, I just, it's whatever you feel. There are certain things that he's not my truth teller in that moment. All right. We got to seek feedback and be willing. Didn't you talk about that? It seems like that. I heard that somewhere today. We got to seek it. Do we all have room to grow? Absolutely. We gotta speak the truth. We gotta be able to give feedback, but here's what I always say when it comes to giving feedback. Give it in love. 
I mean, there are some people that just say, you know what, I'm that kind of person. I can tell it like a T.I. is. You won't know what you don't have to guess. I can tell you what I'm thinking. Oh, that's great and real. But while you're telling me like a T.I. is, how am I feeling when you're gone? Do you want me to be a compliant staff member? I'll check the box, but that's all you're going to get from me. I'm just going to check the box. You're not going to get any more. Or do you want me to be a committed staff member? By golly, I'm going to check the box, and I'm going to put a smiley face and a hard bite. <laughs> then we got to be willing to stretch. Everybody say, I got a big old butts. Some of you were like, huh? Yeah. We all got a big old butt. Have there ever been moments in your life when you said, I would do this, but? Yeah. We got to be willing to stretch. Again, we can't inspire others if we're not living an inspired life ourselves. And then we got to be willing to serve. Got to be willing to serve. That's being brave. The truth of the matter is, guys, the growth and development of people is the highest call, highest calling of leadership. Thank you so much for your attention. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't have any cards, but here's my contact information. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To catch all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch AWSB TV and our other great video content. If you have ideas for guests or topics you'd like to hear about, shoot me an email at david at awsp.org. We'll do our best to make it happen. On behalf for all of us at AWSP, we hope you tune in again. Keep up the great work for kids, and we'll see you next time.